This week's Parsha is Parshat Chukat and Balak. It's the first double Parsha in a while. And there's a couple of stories in these two Parshiot that I want to draw parallel towards. The first one is the story of Aharon HaKohen and how he passes away. You see, Chazal tell us the exact conversation that Moshe and Aharon had before Aharon passed. And that is Moshe notifying Aharon that he was going to pass away. How did this conversation take place? Well, Moshe comes up to Aharon and he has that very strange question. He says, Aharon HaKohen, my dear brother, if you were to pass away a year from now, if I told you a year from now you'll die, what would you say? And then Aharon HaKohen says, uh, if that's what the Kaddish Baruch Hu wants, I'm good. Aharon, my brother, my sweet, sweet brother, if you have half a year, if in half a year, you're gonna die. If I were to tell you that's your reality, what would you say? To which Aharon Cohen says, uh, if that's what Kedush Baruch wants, then I'll, I'll, take it with, I'll take it with happiness. And then Moshe says, one month, I'll take it. One week, if God, that's what God wants. One day. And Aharon says, if God wants me to die tomorrow, then that's what I will take with joy and happiness. And then Moshe, looking at his brothers in his eyes, his older brother, he says, Aharon, Aharon, my brother, tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow you'll pass away. To which Aharon says, if that's what God wants, then I'll go with joy. And, God, and Aharon is so forthcoming with this, and he doesn't fight it at all to the point where the Torah calls Aharon's death a neshikah. It calls it a kiss because there was no resistance with the neshama leaving the goof. Aharon was so for Kodesh Baruch Hu's plan that taking the, the soul from Aharon's goof was so easy. Chazal compared it to a black, taking a black hair out of white milk. It was easy to spot and easy to take out. That's how much Aharon was willing to go along with Hashem's plan. But now let's look at Bil'am and Bal'ak in the story in the next, in this week's Parsha, the second one. You see that according to, there's a machloket as to the status of Bil'am. According to the Rashi, Bil'am was a rasha, an evil person from beginning to end of the whole story of Bil'am. But the Rambam had a different opinion. The Rambam holds that Bil'am was a tzaddik, and in this week's Pasha, you just see a tzaddik mess up. He falls, everybody messes up. To the point where, if you look at the Ikarot, the Ikarim, the, 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 the principles, the 13 principles that, that Rambam wrote, it says, Why does it specifically say Be'Israel? One might think that it would make more sense to say, In the whole world, nobody like Moshe will come. Why does it specify Yisrael, Be'Israel, in Israel? Within Israel, there'll be nobody like Moshe. And then, According to uh, some opinions, they hold that the reason why it specifically says Yisrael is to exclude Bil'am, because he wasn't part of Yisrael. And Bil'am was on such a high level that it potentially rivaled Moshe. So Rambam, the Rambam put Yisrael to take into account Bil'am into his equation. That's how much of a tzaddik Bil'am was according to some opinions, according to the Rambam. That's how big he was. And then all of a sudden, these messengers come and they give him the biggest test that, that, that we know of his, that he's received in his life. We will give you treasures to curse B'nai Yisrael. And Bil'am says, do you know what? I'll talk to God tonight and I'll get back to you. Look at his greatness. He's able to say when he speaks to God. He's able to make appointments with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But he goes to sleep and the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, nah, that's not, that's not for you. You're not going to do that. No way. 
So Bil'am, he wakes up and as the tzaddik that he is, he says, listen, my God said not to, I'm not going to do it. So then the messengers go, they say, do you know what? We'll give you more. We'll give you even more. To which Bil'am says, the, the situation has changed. The test is bigger now. You can't blame him to go back. So he says, you know what? I'll talk to a Kaddish Baruch Hu tonight and I'll get back to you. And that night he sleeps and he talks to a Kaddish Baruch Hu and God says, no, no, you're not, you're, you shouldn't, you're not gonna do that. That's not for you. So which Bil'am wakes up and Sadiq, he listens to Kaddish Baruch Hu. He says, you know what? No, I'm sorry. My God said I'm not gonna do it. Yes, no, yes, no. This whole thing is happening. And then all of a sudden, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, after the, the asking and asking and asking, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Bilam, do you know Fine, go. Go, go, do what you want to do. Let's uh, do what you want to do. Lech kind of, Go do what you want to do. So Bilam says, great. I'm going to become the richest man and I'm going to go and I'm going to do the king. Balak is going to be in my debt. Great. And he goes on his way. And as he's going on his, on his way, there's a story with the donkey, who the donkey's even telling him, don't go, there's a, there's a malach who's gonna kill me if you take a step forward. Don't do this, even a donkey. But he's like, do you know what? God gave me the, God gave me the green. And yeah, he's sending a message now, but whatever, I already, I already got, the, I got the go ahead now. I don't even know he's complicating things. I don't care, I'm gonna go. So he goes and he does it and he's, he gets onto the cliff overseeing B'nai Yisrael and he's, he's about to curse, he does the, 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 the korbanot and he knows the exact time he can curse B'nai Yisrael and God puts brachot in his mouth and he starts blessing B'nai Yisrael. And then Balak's like, I, I paid you to curse my enemies, not to bless them. They're gonna get better because of you. What are you doing? I want you to curse them. To which Bil'am says, okay, wait, <laughs> wait just a second. I'm gonna, let me, let me just, uh, let me just do it again. And he does it again and he fails again. And he blesses them more. Well, fails for us, it's a success. But for him, he blesses them more. To which Balak says, stop, just don't do it. You're, you're making them better. And that's the story. So then Bil'am, according to some of Farshim, just gave Bal'ak some advice and left. But he wasn't able to successfully curse the Jews. What do these two stories have which connect themselves to each other? Why would these two parshiot be in a situation where sometimes they would be connected? There's a story in July of 1987. There was this Yid, his name was David. He went by the name Dave. And he decided, he went, he, got, he went through some religious awakening and he decided, you know what, I'm going to start, start keeping Shabbat. But Dave was not in a religious family at all. Dave was, his family didn't keep Shabbat at all. But he decided he was going to keep Shabbat even if it's by himself. A very holy man. So he goes to his room Friday night, his family is watching TV. He's sitting TV off in his room and he's just sitting there trying to keep the Shabbat. It's the first Shabbat he ever did. He didn't know that he needs something to pass the time where he's going to go insane. So after one hour, he's, he's struggling, but he's doing it. Two hours, he's struggling, but he's doing it. Three, all of a sudden, he's like, you know, I can't take it anymore. I can't. It's, I, I'm, just, I'm going crazy by myself in my room. So in a moment of a weakness, or he, at least he, he is a humanity, he is a human, he, he's suffering. He goes and he turns on the TV and switches to his favorite show, which happens on Friday nights, which is the Dave Letterman Show. And on the Dave Letterman Show, you have Tom Hanks, who's giving an interview. And Tom Hanks is giving an interview, and at the end of the interview, the, Dave says, thank you so much for coming. And, and Tom Hanks says, yeah, no problem. Uh, even, I'll come to you even on a Friday. Shabbat Shalom, Dave. Shabbat Shalom. Now this guy sitting in his living room, I mean in his room, who just turned on the TV in a moment of weakness, all of a sudden here's Tom Hanks on the television, on Friday night, telling him, Shabbat Shalom, Dave. Shabbat Shalom. A message from Tom Hanks. Shabbat Shalom. 
no matter what direction he wants to take us in, he will help us get there. Aharon knew this. Aharon knew that it is in God's plan for him to pass, and therefore God made it exceedingly easy for him to pass away. He kissed him, he kissed Aharon, but Bil'am, he saw a path that he didn't want to go down. He went and he wanted to curse and he wanted to do bad things to B'nai Israel. But God, that was in God's plan. So God tried telling him, no, 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 fine, go, let's see what happens. And then he gets to B'nai Israel, and then he isn't even able to curse them, he blesses them, because that's not what it's in God's plan. Hashem Malachim he takes him to where he want to go, but at the end of the day, Hashem helps us steer ourselves in the right direction. Steer ourselves, so it's up to us to accept Hashem's direction. So the Zohar Hashem helped every single one of us, we understand that no matter what God has in store for us, no matter what we may see as a reward on this world, it's good to know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always trying to steer us in the right path and we just have to let it happen. We have to do our Hishtadlut and let God do the rest. Chazak Baruch.